throughout this whole process, I, I really thought about like self identity, you know, and like, is this, is it like is our like self identity or self like worth defined on the things we do or like the, the things we have? And of course, like those answers, the the answer to those are like no. But I feel like I've I feel like you are defined the like I don't know not the work you produce but the impact you I guess like convey like with the work that you've done. I feel like that's just what really matters. In this episode of the Studio 16 Exposure Podcast, we are speaking with George Welly. If you don't already know who George Welly is, I highly recommend checking out his social medias, which will be linked below in the description. He's a close friend of mine that I met last year when I first transferred to UC Davis. Other than that, we hope you guys enjoyed listening to this one. If you have any suggestions or recommendations, or if you even want to be on the podcast, we'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions, and you can just message us down below and let us know. See you guys. Hey guys, welcome back to the Studio 16 Exposure Podcast. My name's Aaron. I'm joined by the usual James. Hey yo. Uh, James, do you want to tell them what you're doing right now? I'm uh, currently eating ice cream because I have low glycogen. (laughs) (laughs) And we are joined by one of my uh, close friends, uh, George. Hello, hello. So um, I guess if you want to just talk about like, or give a brief like introduction of who you are and like what you do for everyone. Uh, yeah. So, uh, hi, <laughs> my name is George. Um, I guess like a brief introduction is the fact that uh, I recently uh, graduated from UC Davis like this past June. Um, I'm really into a lot of like different things. Uh, but I guess like my main form of creative output is just uh, I like to use the term image making because <laughs> because I, I read that somewhere and I, I kind of like that and the fact that I don't really like to use the 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 term photographer or someone that takes photos I just like I feel like the work that I do is just like is making an image and like that's like the one thing I love being able to do um from like start to finish uh but yeah that's a little bit of about me (laughs) (laughs) um what kind of like images do or do like do you like doing the most um i feel like i've always started out uh taking taking portraits of people just because there's just something like there's just something about and, and like it, it's specifically taking photos of like my my friends or just people that aren't used to taking photos in front of a camera. Um, yeah. I love being able to just like bring out that special something out of a person because they don't realize that it's actually there. But like I don't know, looking through the viewfinder, I see it, and I just want to be able to share that with other people and to show them that it, like. Oh, you know, everyone can be a model. <laughs> like everyone can can look good. You just gotta, you just gotta like put some trust in me and like, like, like let's just have some fun, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna mention that. Um, that SoCal light that behavior oh. friendly. 
<laughs> oh yeah um but i'm like that of course like that's like what uh i love like taking or i, lo I love like just purely uh taking photos of but i've also like tried different things um i guess like i guess i can talk about like what i've been doing <laughs> um like lately i guess uh i've been going back and forth to socal a lot ever since like, i've graduated and it was basically um i realized there was a point in time where i realized i'm not i don't really know like home anymore even though i've lived in socal for literally all my life um i felt like i knew more of norcal <laughs> than i did more of socal or just like i kind of like got bored of it or I, I don't know i just felt like super disconnected from home and like coming like back from college uh even though i'm still in norcal right now but just like coming back from college i just wanted to use this time to like really rediscover like i was basically like zuko rediscovering <laughs> firebending <laughs> that, that's like my, my analogy <laughs> yeah. but like it was also a point in time where i i was also thinking to myself like why i i was also growing out of love for photography um just because i didn't really know i guess like creatively like where i stood or like what i loved you know so like i went to a lot of places um like by myself which is or like not not purely by myself but like a lot of a lot of them was by myself and that's not normally something i do cuz I'm like an extrovert <laughs> and like I like I like hanging out with people <laughs> but and like being alone is like it's kind of sad to me but uh I don't know when you're going through something I think my favorite part was going to um the desert and uh usually like coming from SoCal like I would I hate the desert because it's just so hot and it's like so yeah. I don't know just like there's like nothing there you know <laughs> but there's something about like just being in isolation and desolation uh it just it like it hit really differently <laughs> and there was something about like being in my own headspace where i could like just truly do what i want uh for the first time like i guess like, it was it was the start of that realization of like okay this is like this is why i love photography it's like it whatever catches my eye it's just that that natural I guess like inclination or I guess like natural um attraction you know to things that 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 innocence you know um yeah. it's like really abstract but um, but yeah like I think from there like, I I went to I like revisited like different places um whether that be like different parts of like the coast um and like some of my favorite places uh where i took like inspiration from like la la land like <laughs> i i um i never really went to la a lot but i feel like cuz you know it's just like right there so uh after watching that movie or just like hearing songs like uh like la la lost you by nikki <laughs> i i just like tried to take like those songs as like inspiration and then just go to those places and like try and see LA for myself and i guess um when i what i mean by seeing like uh, i guess like socal in a new light is the fact that i thought i knew like 
SoCal and its surrounding areas. But um, and like in the fact that yeah, it could be like especially LA could be like superficial and Orange County as well. And like that stereotype is definitely valid. But I feel like what really changed SoCal for me was the fact that my experience, the new experiences that I've had with people and myself and just like, I don't know, like being able to witness it all and the fact that you're, I'm just like on this journey of trying to find myself and like, just trying to go through the motions while being in this like familiar yet unfamiliar place. So um, yeah, I feel like after it wasn't until I think I was in Chinatown with a friend and there was like no one there. And um, it was cool because again, like that theme of like desolation <laughs> is like still, still yeah. kind of present. Um but it's nice to be able to be with a friend that like is there to sh to share that with you um and i felt bad because like i felt i don't like bring sometimes like i feel bad for dragging people along with me but yeah. like at the same time it's just really it's just really comforting to have someone there so so like after i feel i feel like after chinatown i realized like i think I think I found myself again <laughs> and, and um, just like what, why I love shooting and um, just like rediscovering that, I guess, like in like innocent attraction to, to things. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's great. Um... I feel that I can, <laughs> I can like comment on that. Cause I feel like I'm definitely in the similar boat. Cause like trying to understand like, my use and purpose of photography was very important as far as my growth and how I've gotten, um, I think, better and more uh, in tune with the medium um, and mm -hmm. using it in a more unique way. Because, you know, you get caught in like, oh, this is cool. People are doing this. Let me try this, you know, this and that. Um, but it was, it, it was such an external thing for me instead of something that was very internal. And then become something external instead of um, external, then becoming internal. Um, mm. It was never that. It just was always external and was like, oh, I get, you know, some semblance of like friendship with the things that I'm doing. Um, but it was never like a form of like expression. And um, it was always, uh, yeah, it was always something that I just did because like I enjoyed it, but it wasn't something that like, was therapeutic or something that allowed me to express what I was feeling. Mm. And so I know we touched on that uh, on an earlier podcast with Aaron, but yeah, I know I feel that heavy because it's very <laughs> important for, uh, you know, for us to understand, you know, why we're doing what we're doing, because yeah. if not, like, what's the point, you know, like yeah. really what is the point? Yeah, that's, um, I was interested in, like, how you mentioned the whole, like, desolation thing. That was, um... Because I feel like that is a hard balance between, like, wanting to be by yourself versus, like, yeah, having someone to go with you places. Because yeah. there's, like, perks and benefits to both sides. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I guess for you, it's, like, different since you're, like, an extrovert. So, like, <laughs> I don't know what that's like because both me and James <laughs> are both introverts. So, like... <laughs> um 
but yeah like i think it is it's super nice to just um to do like things by yourself or to um like how you mentioned like going to the desert it's like middle of nowhere that's just great uh i know like when me when me and james went to like death valley that was freaking bum heck nowhere but that's <laughs> that <was> yeah <laughs> it, was, it was pretty lit though <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean there's so many things that you could do by yourself that i definitely feel like that just gives you a lot of time for like contemplation or like just yeah just like figuring yourself out um yeah but there's just i feel like there's a time and place like there has to be a balance you can't do just one like just being alone um because yeah at, at some point it could feel lonely i could yeah because <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I i mentioned that i watch um this one youtuber a lot craig adams and he mm-hmm. he's known for a lot of his work is solo hiking like like national parks or like um just like any like trail but he does it all by himself and like he travels to the place by himself like he's done ones all over all over the world already um mm. like in hong kong and then someone like the himalayas and then like in his own podcast he talked about how like lonely it could get for him and like it kind of like it's kind of hard to like deal with that especially when you're so far away from your own home so like he goes back and forth between like oh i want to be a solo traveler traveler like going all around the world um but then at, at other points in his life i know he's like yeah i think i should go back home to colorado and live with my brother or something <laughs> so like like and he does this like every every couple months where he like he lives in new york because he's like oh yeah all the people there and then like months like a couple months later he's like i need to get out of new york like this place is like, <laughs> like I, I can't be here anymore so yeah it's it's interesting to see how how people like do their takes on it and how like it just changes them and affects them um so i guess if so you're um you were raised in socal yeah right and then like you went up here to norcal for school Mm -hmm. and sometime in oregon spent some time in Oregon. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so so yeah my family briefly lived in in oregon southern oregon uh we were literally like what 20 minutes away from the california border so um in a place called klamath falls so that was i think like 40 minutes away from an, uh, like a national park a crater lake actually and that was just like my main national park that i went to um all, like all the time just because like uh, even though I've only lived in Oregon for two years, I've gone, I have friends in the area and I've gone back for like four to six years. So I'm very like somewhat familiar with the area. Um, but of yeah. course, I always depend on like my two friends up there to like yeah. show me around. <laughs> and like uh, just for the like Aaron came to visit like I think uh, I think earlier in August, I think or I don't know, some, or July like, or something like that. Yeah, I think, yeah, July or August. And, like, yeah, I got to see that, part, like, small part of my life before I moved back. Because now my family <laughs> lives back in SoCal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, where would you, like, want to, like, I know you're in NorCal right now. Or, like, yeah. the Bay Area. But, like, where would you want to, like, if you could choose between, like, those three or, like, any place, honestly, in, in the U.S., like, where would you want to live? Yeah, I don't, oh my gosh, I've been thinking about this a lot uh, lately, just because uh, in college, I, I always assumed 
I sound so old, goodness. <laughs> College is like literally four months ago. <laughs> but but um yeah, back back in Davis, like I, I always thought like, okay, um I definitely could see myself like living in NorCal. I love NorCal so much. NorCal's amazing. Um and it is definitely, but I guess now that I've actually uh you know lived here, um I'm I found a job, I, I live I, I found a place. Um, and granted, I'm I'm living with people like other people, uh, so I don't truly have like my own place. But like, I it feel it feels like a little lonely. <laughs> so yeah. So like, it's not like it's not like uh, like back in college where I had my like I lived with people that I was familiar with and I was comfortable with. Like these are complete strangers. And granted, they're like really nice, but um, I guess like I I don't know I've. I've been thinking about going back to SoCal like uh, a lot lately. Um, and the fact that I'm like, maybe, maybe right now, like I just kind of miss home and like I, I could still, and it, it was after like those like recent trips to, to SoCal. Cause I went like every two weeks. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it was, the, it was those recent trips to SoCal that made me, uh, that convinced me that I could still, I still love living there and um but like it's either it's either uh if it wasn't for the pandemic maybe I could still like I don't know live here but uh ideally like I kind of have also been thinking about living in New York just for a bit but I don't know it's either NorCal SoCal or New York <laughs> for me but um but uh yeah like I've just been contemplating just going back and forth and um and i just because like if i am going to socal so many times uh maybe i'm just like yeah. maybe maybe that means something you know so mm -hmm. yeah how do you feel like um like if you were to move back there what kind of like would you just pick up like a normal job or are you trying to figure out something that you know you you know enjoy a lot yeah so um right now i'm actually going through a career change <laughs> um in the fact that like i am trying to actually get into um, product design um specifically like user interface and user experience and i made that decision i think almost a month ago and like i'm just for a, like background purposes, like I'm I'm a food science major, and I really I don't mind food science, but it's always been a backup. Like I actually wanted to become a physical therapist, so I took PT like PT prerequisites alongside my food science major, um, in case I wanted to you know switch to either one. But like it wasn't until recently where a friend of mine asked me like. So what's next? <laughs> and, yeah. and I, I yeah, was just yeah. like, good Man. question. Like, Everyone what is next? Hard question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just like, yeah, like, wow, what, what is next? So um, they're like, are you going to continue with physical therapy? Are you going to, you know, continue with food science? Or like, I know you dabbled in graphic design back in, back in um, college. Like, are you going to try that? And I'm like, oh, I haven't thought about that, actually. And I, I, I it took a lot of like contemplation, but um, I, it, I guess like there was a point in time where 
it was like my third week of working <laughs> and I was like astral projecting <laughs> and seeing <laughs> everything in third person. And I was like, I'm too happy to be here. <laughs> like you look at people's faces and perhaps it's just like adult life or something. I I'm like having like major Peter Pan syndrome, but like <laughs> everyone just seems so sad. And I was just like, yo, like, why are y'all, why are y'all so depressed looking? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. It just got me thinking and it, and, and it got me thinking, um, like back in, back in college, I, I had a lot of labs. Right. And I also said like, um, every time, like right before lab, I would always say like, Oh, I hate lab. I hate lab. You know, just, just like vocalizing my, like what I actually feel. But little did I realize I actually made that my career. <laughs> and and uh, not to say that like working in a lab is bad. It's just that like I feel like you have to be a specific type of person to work in that setting, right? Um, and like I just I just felt like I have always been like a creative at heart, and product to me has always like I guess uh, it. It, there's like like half of it is analytical and half of it is also creative so it's not completely like one or the other and I felt that it just like really fit well with like who I was uh, and like my personality so uh I actually I actually got a um it's like an unofficial mentorship <laughs> with a with a with this guy at UCLA and he's just like teaching me the ropes and like he gave me this like five-week syllabus and essentially like making my like case study um which is basically like you're a project showcasing like a problem that you see in in life and how you want to remedy that through an app or a website or of some sort like in technology and uh it focused specifically or like he told me to I, he said i should focus on something that i was passionate about so i decided to do it like on photography um, because I noticed that people were, a lot of people come to me and they, they, they ask like, oh, um, like I want to get into photography, but like, I don't even know where to start. Or like, I don't even, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm not aesthetic enough or like I, I'm, they, they're just like really discouraged, you know, just because of like, yeah. uh, people that are like more advanced than them, um, for a, like fear of judgment from like those people but also in the fact that they just have like no sense of direction. Um, and like, and I was like really contemplating about this and the fact that like you, like it, it's amazing to have a community, but there are drawbacks to it as well. Um, and because photography is so subjective, like how are you, how do you balance like, I guess like, allowing creative freedom and expression, but also giving them a sense of direction. Um, so basically the project I'm working on, uh, just like like my case study is uh, developing like this app, mainly for beginner photographers or just people that wanna take more photos in general to like, it, it's supposed to feature like, like, um, there, there is like a social media like aspect to it, but it's only, it's only limited to a certain amount of people that they feel that they're comfortable with. I haven't thought about that number yet, but like removing features like likes and implementing features like comments instead, uh, purely just comments, because I feel like if 
if you actually i don't know like feel like you really enjoy something or it makes you feel something you want to say something about it you know um like little little things like that but uh i guess like i guess the reason why i'm so passionate about it is because like of course as a designer you should remove your own biases but like not gonna lie i felt like a lot of the same feelings as well because like we were all beginners at some point you know um but like back to your question because <laughs> i digress um yeah i'm i'm hoping that that by the time i finish my like portfolio in around like january or uh my goal is that i have a i'm doing like a case study every month and i should have three on my portfolio and the goal is to apply for to jobs um in january and february uh in in like product design and like i think within the current state of the world it's just like it's um a lot of the work is remote right now so that would be like really nice because then i wouldn't be tied to like any one location um and like i think yeah i would i wouldn't uh that's what i envision myself hopefully working as but of course if like design doesn't work out i always have my bachelor's degree in like food science to like fall back on but you know follow your dreams <laughs> yeah True. but don't be uh, don't be like stupid of course like always always like <laughs> have have backup plans just like be smart about it like if you've already spent yeah. so much time in school like just finish it you know like yeah, yeah. but of course like you do you <laughs> sure yeah i know that i think that's that's really cool because i think uh people definitely are afraid i think maybe less today than they were maybe 10 years ago but i think people are generally afraid to um you know uh try something new and i think that's something mm -hmm. that's cool that what you're doing is you're trying something new and at least you know having an open mind and going about it in a really cool way you know mm -hmm. the whole mentorship aspect of um i'm very new to this can i get some help and maybe you can um uh, yeah as you said show me the ropes um i think that's pretty cool um i think because that's kind of something that i feel like what we were talking about in another podcast i keep referencing old stuff because we've talked about <laughs> such awesome topics is is uh the idea of what we don't do in photography and videography influences heavily what we do in photography and videography yeah. or filmmaking um, and any, and vice versa um, in any, any medium, um, which is really cool. And I think that that's uh, really important. And I think you'll find most likely that you're going to start merging a lot of your experience with what you're doing right now um you it just somehow always happens because like someone will be like hey i need this but like you don't you used to do that or like you kind of did it but then you're like shoot like i could like combine the two and i have a completely unique job and i'm become very essential to what's going on here um and you can start to build out your kind of unique identity um and unique workflow which is pretty cool yeah yeah i feel like i feel like uh like once i've gone through like this design or just like what i've been learning in design um perhaps it's like it's i guess like ideally 
it would be nice to, uh, I guess, like transfer what you know over to like the other medium. I'm like a person that I feel like I take I take breaks, and I know you guys, I know you guys touched on this <laughs> on another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I remember listening to it, <laughs> but like from uh, I feel like Aaron mentioned one time that like uh, he looked like you you looked at like other mediums, right? Like movies yeah. and stuff when yeah. you when and when you like don't take photos and like after that you just get super inspired right and like i guess what i've been learning in design i just feel like it's more of the like thinking and uh, like process that has really allowed me to like just think more critically about like yeah what i photograph and and what and why because um when it comes to i guess like how do I describe it? Um, just like doing uh, when I do like a like one medium, I kind of I take a long break from the other one because like I don't know. It's just like maybe because I it's probably like the topic of like being burnt out or something. But mm-hmm. um, at least for me, it's like as long as like I'm enjoying like what I'm doing, like I'm sure like the other the other medium is going to benefit like one way or another. So. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, that's definitely true. And, um, I think, uh, it's good to take that step back once in a while and just kind of see, kind of see as it's see. I don't know why I said that. Um, kind of see what you could do to, at least this is what I do, but I always like to look at my work <clears throat> and kind of see like, was what I did here effective and maybe, and if not to its ex- fullest extent, what is one thing that I can do to change that? And yeah. is there anything recently that I've learned or that I've um, experienced that I can use next time? And I tend to not revisit old work, but I always take a look at old work to see how I can improve um, new work. I don't like change old work, but I mm. definitely am forward thinking in that way i'm like okay so i understand that this is where i was at in my you know um with this work so i want to go into this with a fresh kind of idea of how i want to approach you know creating you know my next you know series or next um visual i don't know experience i don't know how to explain it but there's some cool things that i'm i'm trying but uh yeah no i think that's really cool and that's always really uh cool to see how people merge mediums and kind of merge uh yeah merge mediums in order to create like a new their own unique style pretty dope (laughs) yeah it's it's definitely a hard balance i feel like with the whole community aspect too um like jumping back to what you said earlier with how um yeah like for for i guess for for like new new photographers or like people who are just getting into like any artistic field like the barrier to entry is always like there's no clear barrier like there's like no clear formula into like how to become like a a quote-unquote like professional in in the artistic field but yeah like definitely like yeah jumping into a community is like it's i think it's probably like one of the like best uh, it's a pretty good option i i would cons- i would say just cuz um 
like you're able to be with other people who just started and i think that's like what you said with um like the app that you want to like that you're working on that'd be like a great way just to for people who are beginning just to like get a get a sense of like what it's like but yeah it's definitely like a hard um balance and me and james have talked about this like countless amounts of times just like the the negativity of like <laughs> the, that comes with like instagram and like all these other social medias mm-hmm. so like it's definitely it's such a hard balance to to find like where where you stand in that um yeah especially in like if because i know for for myself like comparing myself to like other photographers on instagram is like i have such a i have an issue with that with me like feeling like i'm like oh i can't like i can't make the i can't make work in that same level or like i'm not that that good to be doing that and so seeing like bigger photographers it's always like it's inspiring but both at the same time like seeing it through social media and just getting like a constant flow of that yeah like all the time just in my like in my pocket it's yeah it could be negative in some in some aspects yeah like i don't know i just feel like throughout this whole process i i really thought about like self-identity you know and like is this is it like is our like self-identity or self like worth defined on the things we do or like the, the things we have and of course like those answers the the answer to those are like no but I feel like I've, I don't know, this is just like my personal <laughs> conclusion, but like, I don't know, yeah. in my in my eyes, like, I feel like you are defined by not, not like the, like, I don't know, not the work you produce, because I feel like nothing is ever original, but the impact you, 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 I guess, like, convey, um, like, with the work that you've done, because... I feel like that's just what really matters rather than like, of course, um, I don't know, just like other things that you could, I guess, uh, I want to say like, quantify. (laughs) Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's basically like, just, uh, I guess people will remember you from like yeah just like the impact that you that you that you've uh made and the impression that you've made upon them and i think that's like the most important thing you know i definitely agree yeah that's right now yeah i think uh that's all very important um when just a life thing it's not just like an art (laughs) thing but like a life thing you know like avoiding those feelings of well not avoiding but at least being aware of those feelings of understanding um, that your value doesn't come from that uh, allows you to move through life in with a greater sense of purpose. Yeah. Um, it, as opposed to my 100% of my identity comes from what I do right now. Um, it isn't. It's It's more about, you know, how you live the life and how you are able to... Um, it, how you affected change uh on others which is yeah cool. the connections you make from it too is just like it's invaluable and it's just it's it's, it's amazing honestly <laughs> so. true i like that 
I guess jumping on to like a different topic, and this is something I mentioned to James earlier that I wanted to talk about was um, like, where's your position on gear stand? And oh, I was, my like, position kind of on like a, gear? Yeah, like, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, on gear, sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right, I think I am very, um, I don't know, like, just like, definitely, uh, I have mixed feelings about it. Because um, we've always heard, you know, from more talented photographers, like gear doesn't matter. Um, and to an extent, I feel like that that is so true because there are images that you could take um, with like any form of, I, I guess, like, I guess uh, gear that isn't as like, that it, like say your iPhone, you know, like you, there are images that you could take from your iPhone that are are so nice and could be like as respected as maybe like a six thousand dollar what medium format DSLR. <laughs> so, um, but like I've I've also thought about like when you I feel like you need to explore um, and just like continue to get new gear to know what you are i guess like comfortable with um because that the gear allows you to grow as well and um i feel like the quality of my work has definitely it's i wouldn't say it's improved because of my gear but like the gear has allowed me to try different things i've never really tried before and like I guess a classic example of that would be when I would, because I started out as a mobile photographer, right? Just with my iPhone and like yeah. editing on, on Visco. <laughs> um, and when I, I like, when I was like taking photos and everything, like, and I feel like I've exhausted like the maximum potential. Um, and I realized, and I, I, I don't know, like used a film camera. There were certain things that I guess I, I didn't really know. Um, like I remember I was shooting, I was shooting with Aaron one time and then I was like, oh, wait, I always thought that you had to like shoot at like the lowest um, aperture all the time. Yeah. yeah. So I, I always shot at F2.8 and like, I never really, I didn't really know what the other like numbers meant. And, and it, I guess like it just came I guess like it was it was pretty funny because like if you think about it, it's like why would you shoot like wide open like if you're like shooting a landscape because everything's gonna be blurry. <laughs> so so yeah. like I guess um I guess yeah, that's like where my feelings stand in the fact that um the gear can help you become a like of course definitely gear doesn't define you, but like I feel like it's a def definitely a necessary aspect for you to grow. Um because it will allow you to just like try different things that you were, I guess, like not aware of um, before. Yeah. And it's like, it's all part of like the learning experience, especially when it comes to like different, just like different cameras and the way, the way I guess like each camera works is just so different too. Um, and I think it's like, it's nice to just be able to try like different, different, um, I guess like gear, types of gear. Yeah. And, and cameras, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. No, I it's... feel that, yeah. Oh, but... okay. Um, well, yeah, it's it's definitely like a, 
it's a hard balance i feel like with like everything i, I keep saying like it's hard balance <laughs> but um it's yeah i know a lot of it's hard to like listen to like i always see these youtubers are like oh yeah uh, gear doesn't matter but then here look at my like my like five thousand dollar camera that i use and like i i know for for myself as when i first started like i don't know if that's sending the right message like i felt like for me that felt like oh i need to have that camera just because even if they say gear doesn't matter like it's one thing to say it but then like if you have a certain camera and i'm i'm not trying to like bash on i'm not trying to bash on like any <laughs> any like youtubers that do that of course but, but like the the aspect or like that realm of um not like youtube uh, like youtubers and so on about um like what's in my camera bag like those videos are like yeah i, I get entertainment value out of that but like god this would make me come off of like such a, like a minimalist type person even though i'm not <laughs> but like it, it's hard to feel like n to not feel like you don't need certain things to do certain stuff like it's hard not to feel like i need this camera or whatever just to um so i could shoot this but on that on the other hand like yeah it's definitely a good idea to like um try different formats and to like try which camera like just to see which cameras work and which ones don't with your style because every everyone's different in, in the ways they shoot like some people would prefer a smaller camera um that is like so you could shoot fast pace like for street photography or if you're doing landscape you'd probably want to be more slowed down and maybe you'd prefer using like a, a bigger camera like even a, like a large format even um so it's definitely different for everyone but yeah i and this is like jumping back to like just how beginner photographers sh um like when they're starting it's and this is like yeah a whole encompassing thing about just the negative aspects of social media and how it could affect like the way you perceive things and how you think of it um it's definitely like a, it's tough in that sense but yeah i completely agree with like what you said about just like testing things out and seeing what works and what doesn't with you yeah 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 no i i have a lot of thoughts on this actually <laughs> I, I won't go like hours because i definitely could yeah but i i yeah like i i, I know that there were times when i was like dude like what you know these these people have this and that like they have you know they have this camera like it i need this to be to be able to do what they're doing mm -hmm. um but not really understanding the point and of why i'm doing what i'm doing um and kind of understanding the medium to to its extent um it it forced me when i when i stopped buying when i stopped buying gear I, I think the last thing I purchased that was a large purchase was, and by large, I mean, maybe like maybe a thousand or something about is my light, uh, this, this large video light that I have. And I think that's the reason why I got that was because it's always, it's always out of a, uh, a sake of need versus a want for me. Mm -hmm. um and it it's always like oh i need to do a job that requires me to you know shoot an interview and i don't have anybody else's gear to borrow and i know exactly what i need but i just don't have it 
Um, and that usually is where I can justify buying something is because I know it'll provide value. Um, it'll pro provide value and I know that there's creative things I can use with it and challenge myself using it. Yeah. Um, and it's out of a sake of need versus I don't really need it right now and I'm just going to buy it because I know that it'll bring me success of some mm -hmm. degree. Um, like saying, oh, I just want a drone, you know. Um, maybe <laughs> maybe I want a drone. Uh, maybe I need a drone, actually. But yeah. so far, I've been able to just borrow it and, you know, been able to <laughs> test it and see if I really enjoy it and, li and, and yeah. like using it, you know. Um, yeah. and maybe one day. Um, nah, drones aren't worth it. FYI. <laughs> um, but like, you know, it, you know, I'm not, this is all just kind of like anecdotal and it's kind of personal. Yeah. It kind of yeah. just, however it works for you. But for me, creatively, I found really, it's so true is my best creative ideas come out of uh, a restriction or lack of equipment because it forces me to think about my medium and how I can achieve that without what I have. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that, I think that's really important because when, once you do have that piece of gear that kind of shortens, gives you a shortcut in a way um, to doing what you're doing, now you can achieve that level of um, effect of what you're trying to do and then be able to focus on something else. Yeah. So you start to create these building blocks and 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 foundations of knowledge and skill um, that you can use in larger projects. You know, like um, say, like it's weird. Like this is all gonna like come together in some way. I'm gonna try and bring it all together here. <laughs> uh, is like understanding, you know, how I use Premiere um, and understanding how I use After Effects um, comes at learning. Oh, I'm gonna create like a a little animation um, and I'm going to use it for, you know, this little piece at the beginning of my video. Cool. So now I know how to do that, but I had to tinker with it. Um, I didn't look at a video first, or maybe I looked at a video and then I adapted it to my own way. Um, what's cool about that now is I know how to do that very quickly after doing it and trying to figure it out. But then I realized there's a quick way of doing it. I can do it. So I take that and I move to Maybe now I have a project where I need to design a more intricate um, title sequence or I need to design maybe like um, product elements for that film or something like that. And I have to now take what I've learned um, from doing like Illustrator, um, which is very light, you know, just doing like logos here and there for people and whatnot. And I take the, those elements of basic foundation of what I know and take that into After Effects. And then from what I know in After Effects, I can tinker with, you know, the elements of what I had in Illustrator. And what's cool about that is now I can implement that into Premiere. And what's crazy about, I mean, obviously this works for any program. I'm just saying Adobe because I use Adobe. But it's so cool being able to just take time and learn like a weird small skill. And then for some reason, it just comes in handy at some point. And you won't know when, <laughs> but it it most likely will. It's really weird. Like, I'm trying to think of like a very clear example. Um, I know I have, 
Let me think. Um, I mean, the drone, the drone thing was something that, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't understand. Uh, oh, actually, no, here's something cool is I've, I started using, um, my iPad for like drawing and stuff and I'm not good at drawing, but I use it for like, uh, adding text, handwritten text to my videos now. And I didn't, I didn't really know that I could do that at first, but it came out of a, of an idea of just, I wanted to try painting on my iPad, drawing and painting on my iPad. And then I took that and was like, wait, I can export these as a PNG file and then take that PNG file and then put it on my video. And so it just became, it, should, it was just so cool to see that these weird little, like weird little, uh, experiments that we do with other mediums um, and stuff like that can be put into um, our other art form. And this was all gear that, you know, I had. I just, I, I didn't use it to its extent. I was going to sell my iPad and I didn't even, yeah. I didn't even know what <laughs> I'd use it for. But now I've started using it for that and I use it a lot now. Mm -hmm. um, that's so that's good. just, it's one of those things I was like, wow, like if I just sold it and didn't really like, you know, try it out and understand like to its fullest extent what I can do with it. Um, you know, I didn't challenge myself that I would have lost that experience because I was like, I'm literally going to sell this iPad. I don't, I'm not good at drawing. I don't know how to use it for that. So I'm just going to sell it. You know, I don't really need it. But, you know, I was like, you know what, let me just challenge myself to try it and use it and go with the skill that I have right now. Instead of saying I'm not good at, as good as them, then I just focus on what I am good at and go from there, because yeah. that's much more healthy of a mindset to go into creative work. Um, because there's no way you can grow if you don't try something new and challenge yourself. It's going to be extremely uncomfortable, but got to keep going from there. Um, yeah. It was a long explanation for a simple answer. Too. <laughs> uh, no, it's just great gear, but yeah, I think, yeah, simple answer is uh, gear is good um, when you know exactly what you need it for. Yeah. Um, if you don't really know what you need it for, uh, you're wasting your money and you're wasting time because yeah. it, it kind of means you don't really aren't really good at what with the things that you have currently. Um, if it's like something completely different, like you don't have a drone and you need to try an aerial shot, like then i mean in some way try it but i don't say i wouldn't say go out and buy a 1500 drone and try it <laughs> yeah that way i'd say try and borrow it or ask ask someone who does have it for you to try it yeah um before doing that because i've got a lot of experience and i still haven't bought bought a drone yet i have my own license commercial license but i don't even own mm -hmm. my own drone i feel like the drone is probably like one of the one things i feel like i didn't need <laughs> So yeah, I could I could definitely <laughs> attest to that. That a drone is, um, I guess. Well, I think it's still it was still fine that for me to to like buy it. But on the other hand, yeah, it's definitely one of those things where I not not necessarily regretted it, but I definitely should have done what you did and like or what you say you do and like yeah, borrow it just to see how how it is. Um, just because the way I shoot, I like bringing a drone is so cumbersome to me mm -hmm. to like bring it out and like 
plus if i'm like for for the things i do uh, like when i'm traveling and stuff i don't usually want to take out a drone in like a public space or like in a nature area where like it's really quiet and you kind of just want to enjoy nature as it is and like fly a freaking helicopter <laughs> up yeah. there so um it was definitely good to see like like i guess try it but yeah it's one of those things where i'm like yeah i didn't i don't really i didn't really need it and i've had my drone for like a year now and i've probably used it less than 10 times um yeah i mean i think sometimes that's just the way we learn things is yeah we make mistakes in some weird fashion it's just yeah that's now true. We, now you know, so now <laughs> know yeah it's just um, it's all learning yeah it's definitely important to think of of like camera gear as um not like a not like a, you need this certain camera to do certain things but as a only as a tool and it, it is nothing it is just a tool like your your creative vision comes from you and not your camera um, and like i it's also important to like i guess um and this is more speaking about like the digital photography aspect and like digital cameras about wanting to like buy the new one just because like it shoots a certain mode or uh it shoots at a certain resolution like if it shoots at like 4k or like whatever but i feel like that whole idea of like buying things just because it quote unquote like shoots uh a better like a better resolution is is i find it to be trivial more or less because you definitely don't need like I mean, there's yeah. great films and K, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, like there's great films that were shot in 1080p or like, I mean, like if we like, I could pull up like there's a list of directors who like shoot on film still. Like, um, I know uh, Wes Anderson still shoots on film. Um, like Christopher Nolan shoots on film. Ryan Johnson sometimes shoots on film. Like, yeah, and yeah, that's probably more of a stylistic choice at that point, but um. There's like definitely different options, and like just because it's the like 8K, yeah, with this like the crispiest, I guess like video you could get. Like, how is that benefiting? How is that benefiting you in like in what you're making? And, and like can, exactly can, what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. yeah, and like, can your computer even handle an 8K video? Like, <laughs> that's another thing. And then at that point, you just have to like upgrade the computer and all that. Yeah. And then yeah. you're just like spending all this like money for like. For for like what and it, like, um yeah. If you want, if you're just shooting like in, Instagram videos or like YouTube videos, like I think the value should come more from like yeah, the the stuff you are making and less about how like the gear that you use and to make. Like it should be more about the process of you making it. Like how you mentioned how you you learned like Illustrator and like a Premiere and stuff. It definitely stems more beyond like to like the point of how how you do it versus what you used to do it um and like what you learn and how that how that like elevates or like defines your style yeah yeah no that's that's facts it's uh there's just so much out there to learn and uh i think people need to go into it uh more open-minded and yeah and take every take every opportunity to do so because i mean I mean, not to be a downer, but there are there's limited time, and I'd rather learn as much as I can before I can't anymore. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I could go blind. I could not be able to walk anymore. Who knows? 
So I'm I'm grateful for what I have, and I take that for I I try not to take it for granted. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happens, but you know, I I have a, a lot here that I am blessed to have, and so it's very cool that I'm able to continue to learn and uh, grow and uh, be an inspiration for people who aren't able to or aren't able to at the moment. And, uh, you know, I can help along the way. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Love that. (laughs) It's just tight, bro. I I do want to talk about one more thing. Um, Tight. And, like, it was based... I, like, was talking about it with Aaron, like, earlier, and the fact that I'm actually trying to get into digital photography. Oh, um, yeah. Let's let's talk yeah. about your, your digital photography <laughs> journey and how that's going. <laughs> um, but, like, I we had, like, a similar talk in the fact that um, I, I actually, like, which I, I don't hear about this a lot because I feel like most people come the other way around. Um, when they enter the film uh, world and like film photography, they come usually from the digital side. And like the usual argument is, or like the usual, I guess, like, yeah, argument is that like, oh my gosh, like uh, I love film because it can slow me down. And, and like, it's just not, which is, you know, super valid and everything. But my, I feel like my experience is a little different because I actually started out in film than I did than digital actually. So uh like I I got into film because I wanted to I I, I couldn't um I guess afford a camera. <laughs> like um I I the the uh what is it called the SLR that I have like uh my dad found um off of like a yard sale in Oregon. He like FaceTimed me and he was like, George, I have like a, I found this camera. It's like $10. <laughs> and it's like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, please buy it. So, so that's how like I got into film because of like the low upfront costs. And, and like my friend, my good friend Charlene, she was the one that introduced me to film. And it was like super, like, you know, super fun. And, um, but like, like I, I, I guess like I've been, I guess touching the fact that I've been like in and out um, of like photography because of I guess just like growing pains, <laughs> um, and and mainly like that's just because like we all know film is expensive um, as well. Like heck, uh, and, yeah, <laughs> I, I all me Yeah, I I guess like I I it wasn't until like one night that maybe it was also because like my role came, didn't, you know, come out as, as I'd like it to. Um, and this is already like me self-developing, or maybe it was a problem in just like developing in general, um, because like, you know, accidents happen and this and that. But I guess I was just being frustrated because I started thinking about like the cost and I'm like, how many wasted roles do I have to go through? Um, and like, is this even worth it anymore? Like me asking like all these like existential questions. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, why? <laughs> you know? Um, and I like, I thought about like, oh, should I just like going back to the gear thing? Like maybe, maybe it's like my cameras, like maybe I'm just like 
I started getting mad with like my medium format camera because it was just like I I feel like it wasn't it wasn't the camera that I realized, but I feel like as people who you know change all the time and who go through lots of changes, um, sometimes sometimes like uh, you can see that reflected in art, like wants and desires, and and personally for me, like now that I'm out of college and I have bills to pay <laughs> and and just like. <laughs> I have to be an adult now. It's just like it's not the same, I guess. Where back in, like you would think, like okay, I'm like I work now and like I could afford like all of this, but I guess because I'm trying to be more, I guess, frugal, um, I I noticed that I was being very, um, I guess, I guess uh, I didn't shoot. I no longer shot with intention. Um, or at least that's what I started noticing about uh, like my photos and the fact that when I started like going away from that, I'm just I realize I'm just wasting money at that point, my time and money, um, because now I don't really have a lot of time to develop, um, develop my photos anymore. I even thought about maybe I should just go to a like film lab, but like me also thinking like oh that's also like a bit more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so so I was just like. Just like this love hate relationship, because I, you know, I love, I, I truly love, him, but I, again, like I, I feel like my life has just gone through a lot of like drastic changes um, within the past couple months. That like film has become a little bit inconvenient, um, and just recently, like I went to so like SoCal to visit my family, um, and I noticed that I didn't even take any photos. <laughs> I brought like my whole thing um but like i didn't take any photos at all and maybe perhaps that's like that's okay just because like i, I was probably living in the moment and like spending time with my family but um i guess i guess like i started like I, touching back and like utilizing your restrictions and like i've always been restricted to what 36 shots uh, or or 10 and um what's nice about film photography is that that you are able to down and you start to compose your image um in a different sense rather than like mindlessly you know like shooting because like i i do the same when it comes to my iphone like i will i'm like snap snap and i'll have like what 700 photos of, of the same like two poses yeah. or something but i guess um there are like i did realize because we uh, like you you would you there's like this like stupid argument online where just like film is better than digital or digital is better than film and i feel like yeah at the end of the day it is just a tool and whatever works for you it will you know um you, you're like to each their own so i guess for me i i i feel like while i pretty much know the ins and outs of like film photography and like probably still have like a lot to learn in that sense too but i still feel like i'm a novice in digital because i don't really know how like <laughs> digital cameras work <laughs> yeah. um but just like yeah I, i'm only restricted to i guess like i'm gonna go more into like photography speak but like i'm literally only limited to one like iso 50 to and the highest is that I've like ever shot with was eight hundred. And when I hear that like people shoot with like sixteen hundred or like four thousand or something, I don't know. It's just like yeah. just mind blowing to me. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, like your image is gonna still like come out that way? But I, I don't know. It's just like I know, 
it just seems like a whole nother world that I haven't like touched with. And it reminds me of like how, how Aaron was when he came, when he was like trying to learn more about like, like when he was still starting out in film and like, Oh yeah. It's, yeah. It's just like a whole, a whole different world that you just don't know. About. I yeah. guess, I guess like the main takeaway of like what I'm trying to say is yeah. Like really don't be afraid of like, I, I guess like don't, don't be stingy <laughs> with like, <laughs> and like uh, feel that you're associated just because you're associated with, with a certain like group or a certain like style that you have to stick to it. Like it's okay to, yeah. to I guess, try different things. Cause I like as shocking as it is, it's just like, oh my gosh, like George, the film photographer is suddenly like trying film. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, not gonna lie. I felt the same way when I, when I saw one of my like, like uh i wouldn't say idols but just like people that i really really respect like i think he had a video william verbeek he he had a video of like switching to digital and like i know like the whole film like community was just like what <laughs> so, right. um, that message was yeah. like a clickbait title <laughs> yeah but like in actuality like his newest book um yeah he, uh, he does Walking have some Small art yeah some he shots has digital digital. Photos. and it just goes to show that it, it it's not like it's just at the end of the day the image that you make so yeah. well, whatever process that you go through um again like if it if it has that same i guess like impact like i feel like that's that's like the most important thing because at the end of the day unless you tag you know like hashtag Leica M6, no one's gonna know that you're gonna shot you shot it on a Leica. <laughs> like, oh my! Like is overpriced. <laughs> if you tag Leica in your pictures, bruh, you know what you're doing. You know you're. Doing if you're buying a Leica, the price is going right now. What are you doing? You're spitting on all of us. You're literally you're... spitting on us. Yeah. If you, um, tag, if but, you have, um... yeah. Oh, if you have like money what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, yeah I, I think it's important it's interesting how you mentioned like willem um and his like when he he shot digital in his recent book um i think it's it's important to like note that like yeah um because he's he's oh i think he's always gonna be a film photographer like i, yeah. I see him mo mostly in that way yeah <laughs> the, the reason behind he shot digital i think was interesting because um, and this goes back to cameras being a tool only, like mainly used as a tool. So like in his case at Svalbard, which is the northernmost town in the world um, during the winter season. So it was basically like freezing cold and he was in sub-zero temperatures and yeah. his film camera would constantly kept Frost. freezing. Yeah, like the, 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 I guess like the lubricants or like the oils that like all the mechanical functions of it couldn't work because of yeah because of the sub-zero temperatures so by using a digital camera he was able to like still shoot and finish like the work that he wanted to do and that's um yeah and like what with you mentioned like with you switching to digital honestly like hey just put an sd card in that mess and you can start blasting <laughs> away <laughs> um and yeah it's like man who said film is cheaper than digital because it ain't. That's that's a fat lie. <laughs> Y'all trolling me, but um, it's yeah. You, I think in your case, and we we mentioned we talked about this earlier. Like yeah, I think just because 
yeah film is definitely like it's a slow process especially if you're developing film because after like it's like after you shoot you do like a full day and like shooting in la or like sf or whatever um like you go home you're like oh like i don't even get to see like any of these photos like it's one thing yeah i could go to a lab and they develop it within the next day but like okay i have to i have to spend like even more money yeah. but like if, if i'm developing film like i have to like dedicate like two hours like two plus hours maybe like an hour to like develop the film and then like another two hours to edit like scan and edit the film yeah sometimes and, like, the whole day yeah like so meticulous about how they look yeah and like uh, with with 35 millimeter with 36 shots that's so much work if you don't have oh, yeah. like an automatic <laughs> scanner like 10 shots is already enough for me and like that, that mess takes me heck along but yeah it's definitely like a, a commitment and like if you're if people are willing to make that commitment yeah like you could produce some great results and like i'm not gonna say like oh film is better in, than digital in that way or like it's better than digital in general because like oh it slows down and like um it does this or does that because in reality i don't think any of them like none of them it's not better in any sort of way like it's just different um with just it's different it, you know <laughs> yeah like it, it just hits different i don't know like it's it's super subjective and like yeah i mentioned like oh like yeah like camera let's shoot 8k sure like but then like in what way are you benefiting from that and like yeah with film like it's definitely like it's a commitment but i think for people who are just starting or like who who are getting tired of digital like i was like to, like yeah it's definitely um important it's it's a fun thing to try and see like where it takes you especially if you could like land like a, a dummy cheap camera like on in a thrift store like what you did um but yeah like in your case like yeah switching to digital it's i think you i don't know if james you want to say anything about it, but i think that you benefit a lot just because how how much more easier it is to shoot on digital in certain ways i guess yep i mean you guys hit it so i don't i don't want to reiterate too much so um it's just yeah i think it's because of how much more effort it takes to see the the payoff of your actions of you know however you do however you take the photo however you decide to go about you know creating the image um, the payoff is much harder or it takes much longer to receive that payoff with film um, and the payoff I think could be much greater than I think it is a greater payoff when you see the images after developing them like you're saying and so it, it, it just allows us to be more methodical and intentional with our choices yeah, and that's why I think it's such a important thing for someone to try at least once and understand, um, get another perspective on how we should approach um, the medium. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say like um, like you guys touched on. Like I wouldn't say like film or digital's better in any sort of way. To say something's better, just to say it's better, um, you aren't backing it up with anything unless you do in some way <laughs> then everyone's going to be right like you're going to say oh because digital can shoot at a faster frame rate like duh obviously but is that yeah. like what you're trying to go for no because you're trying to reach a different point um are you know 
uh, for film, like, you know, there's a certain quality to it. There's a, a richness to colors. Um, and, you know, it's, it's that process of, you know, getting there. And in some ways, yeah. I would say that um, film has a healthier approach to understanding photography. Um, Definitely. Versus going digital right away and um, not really understanding, you know, how photography became photography. Mm -hmm. um, very important to understand, you know, how light works. And if you understand how a film camera works, then you'll understand more how light works. Yeah. I Yeah. I think in your case, like coming from film, I feel like that's you get you gain a lot um when you by switching when you're switching in digital as a start as starting in film because yeah you're more i guess understanding of the your, your constraints in terms of light and like um i know with um like most film cameras come with like the standard like 50 millimeter like you're and most film cameras in general are prime lenses like those restrictions um even though yeah like it's harder to shoot because of those restrictions in certain ways it'll definitely like be a great way in terms of like um bettering like or getting a better sense of like composition and like yeah how light works in certain situations with digital yeah. and like yeah like jumping back to like yeah film or digital like yeah it's definitely just it's it's so stylistic at that point because like yeah okay like um film like has its aspects of like yeah the colors of like certain film stocks and like the emulsions and how those work and like okay like yeah digital has faster frame rates but like yeah like certain movies and certain photos like that are like certain movies and photos that became famous became famous because of their the story within the photo and not because not the way that it was not the cameras that were used to shoot it um like i know um and it's it's interesting to like also combine those uh, mediums because i've seen like and this is talking about like um the movie knives out with ryan johnson so he's mainly a film director where he shoots um in film but with knives out um they were shooting with a digital camera but since um ryan johnson understands like how film works and like since he comes from shooting film he for that film specifically he um and i'm sure his whole team was involved with this but he wanted like the lighting to create the quote-unquote like bloom effect or the halation effect when it's like from mm -hmm. in like windows and stuff for stylistic purposes and by combining those things like i think that like you could like you get you gain a lot just from like not just like combining them but understanding how each um function works so yeah, yeah like it's definitely like it's it's definitely important to try both i know um yeah when i like when i first started with digital i've definitely just like blasted the iso thinking like <laughs> oh that that's how it works or whatever so like yeah like in your case like i think shooting film is definitely just um like you you i think um like there's you've already learned so many stuff and i, I like i i've seen like we've all, we've both seen your work and like it's it's great like honestly i i think you'd 
you do great like shooting digital i don't <laughs> like you probably don't even need to hear any of this but like <laughs> but like yeah like honestly i think that's all i have to say about that like just you do you man and like just don't close any doors on on anything yeah, yeah honestly yeah. though thanks thanks <laughs> yeah i guess like just to close it off like with i guess whoever is like listening to <laughs> and like if you're if you're like i don't know just like wanting to just like try new things take more photos and and like i i should have like i guess like touched upon this when i did um when i was working on my uh, talking about my case study but i realized yeah there are like so many people that really want to get into like we don't we don't know i guess because like no one ever like reaches out um and i guess like yeah it can seem a little intimidating um just to like any any new community but like yeah if you're like i'm we, even though the community may look a little intimidating there are you know good people that are willing to help help out and just yeah. like D dm us yeah <laughs> literally like i am more like we are all more help each other out just because like um i don't know i just feel like i feel like if because like it's clear to see that it has become so it's just made our lives just like so much like happier <laughs> you know um it's allowed us to express ourselves in ways that we didn't really think we could have um and honestly like it just the i guess the first step in in how that happens is just like trying things out and like seeing if it works for you or not so yeah that's that's my two cents <laughs> yeah that's great um yeah and i i guess with that james did you want to um say anything yeah i have a two-hour lecture on uh <laughs> um no i'm great yeah oh uh, don't even remind me about school man oh great <laughs> everyone wish aaron good luck yeah starting tomorrow years dummy late <laughs> yeah I i'm gonna post the generic uh what was it last first day of school or last something? first day of school <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll oh see <laughs> but yeah like that's that's a whole nother podcast that we can <laughs> talk about how how online school is but yeah I, I guess with that like yeah honestly just thanks guys for listening to this one um hopefully i believe this one should be shorter than last week's episode but um I'm ho i hope you guys had took away something um something from this episode and yeah like just thanks for listening and like tune in next week um yeah the usual fridays at noon and yeah we'll see you guys then <laughs>